0: Welcome to today's episode of the Innovators Insider Podcast. I'm Mike LaFlesh, the professor. We also have Rich Doyle here, the user group guy. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Mike, how are you?
0: I am just fantabulous right now because we have, uh, I don't know if this is a record for the amount of people we have on one show coming on, but I think it, it really I think it
1: is actually. If it's not, it's awfully close. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. We've got, we've got a great show today. A lot of great guests. Uh, And let's go ahead and talk about our first guest. So a couple of years ago, I ran across something called Monday Model Live. It was a YouTube series hosted by a former colleague of mine and, uh, and a friend, too tall Toby Schnars. And I think what initially piqued my interest there was an episode of his Saturday speed modeling. Um, I knew from uh, an Onshape forum post that uh, a brilliant young man that we had, uh, that we had uh, just recently welcomed into the Onshape community uh, and quickly became a star uh, was going to be one of the competitors. So I thought I'd, I'd like to check that out. Uh, and it turned out it was just an awful lot of fun to watch. Um, and I, I commend Toby on, on, on the way it was handled, the way it was run. Uh, just a really, really good hour and 15 minutes or so, and I enjoyed it very much. Uh, so Toby, you know, Toby's well-known in the cat industry. He's got years and years of experience in technical support and customer support. Uh, he does presentations, you know, quite quite often. He's an, he's an educator. He's an author. He's even a composer. Um, he's the author and performer of the Fully Defined Every Time song uh that he sometimes does live before he does presentations i'm actually one of the lucky ones that have actually seen that live presentation so uh without any further ado we're really lucky to have him on the show today let's welcome toby Schnars. hello toby hey what's up guys hey toby how you doing how you doing thanks thanks a lot for having me on your show yep yep it's great to see you and thanks for thanks for coming on we really appreciate it uh um, yeah
2: yeah i love what you guys are doing with this uh with this podcast it's always uh always a good time you know seeing your episodes.
1: Yeah, we're we're having and we're having a lot of fun too. So,
2: and wait, what do you got back there behind you? Is that a Dan Electro or what is that?
1: Oh, I got a
0: bunch of stuff. Wait, what do you want to see? The
2: guitar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I get that's a Brian May from Queen guitar. Oh, nice! So it's a, like it's a, a red special, special, but it's black yeah. and gold,
2: so it's, it's yeah. That's what threw me off. I knew it looked familiar. I couldn't place it though because I'm like you said, I'm used to seeing it in like red and with the uh, usually what it's got a black pickguard.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, sweet guitar and yeah. Queen favorite band. So yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good well, choice. Somebody says, what's your favorite band? You say queen. That's like a solid
1: choice, man. Go wrong. Yeah. I'm uh, more awesome. of a Def Leppard guy myself, but queen queen's up there in the top 10. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah they're queen, they're, idiot. they're, they're okay. You know
2: <laughs> what? They're like kind of a one hit wonder, but yeah. yeah, whatever, yeah. Queen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, Toby, uh, like we say, welcome to the show. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what you do.
2: Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, You know, I think it's really cool, you know, me being a SolidWorks user, uh, you guys have me on the show. I think it really uh, speaks to kind of like the dream that I had a long time ago when it came to this type of uh, an environment, which was really like just to get everybody together and kind of talk more about the things we have in common rather than the things that are different. You know, and I think that when it comes to CAD modeling, there is a lot of similarities when you go from one package to the next to the next. You know, there is a lot of uh fundamental skills that, that everybody needs to practice. Like uh, when you look at a, a physical model, if you're gonna turn it into a 3D model, you gotta decide what your starting sketch is gonna be. You gotta decide what your starting sketch plane is going to be. Um, you gotta try and take advantage of symmetry if the model has symmetry. That could save you a lot of time, not only when you're creating the model, but when you're making changes. And certainly when it comes to uh, parametric modeling, it's really important to create predictable models. And that's really what my song is all about. Um, If you check out my YouTube channel, Too Tall Toby, uh, you can listen to that song. And that's really what it's about. It's kind of how the song ends. It says, if you want to make predictable models, you got to make sure that you, you know, that you design intelligently, that you implement design intent, and that you fully define your sketches so that you can predict what's going to happen when you make a change. And so, you know, way, way back in the day, uh, probably like, 2006 2007 um i had this idea which was like let's get all the different users from all the different cad packages together let's figure out who the wizards are in each cad package you know whether it's i know not wasn't around at the time i know it was pro engineer back then um or you know the solidworks offering or, or some of the other offerings that are out there let's get the wizards together and have like a wizard battle Right. Let's let's find out who truly is the, the fastest of the fast. And that's really where you know all this originated. And uh back then I was hosting a live stream monthly uh for, for SOLIDWORKS users, which was like a tips and tricks type type of thing. But I had a little contest in there. It wasn't a modeling contest yet. The modeling contest kind of evolved over time. Uh, but there was a there was a little contest in there, and that's kind of how this idea of like really involving the chat began. And involving the customers and kind of like showing them some love because it's, you know, for me, it's always been all about the community. Like I get in there and I'm just, I'm a user, you know, I'm a SolidWorks user. Uh, I'm in there in the community with them. I understand the pains they're going through and like whatever I can do to help share tips and tricks to help them get better. That's really what kind of drives me along the way. So, you know, from that, from those little contests over the years, it evolved, it evolved, and evolved. And eventually it became an actual speed modeling competition, a speed modeling contest. So, uh, the way that the, the contest works on Model Monday Live, like you mentioned in the intro, Richard, is, uh, you know, I get out there uh, on the, the live stream. I share a 2D print and I say go. And the chat tries to turn that 2D print into a 3D model. And it doesn't matter what CAD system you have. if You have SOLIDWORKS, if you have Onshape, you know, whatever you have, uh, it, as long as you can as long as you can assign a mass property of density to your material, you can output what the final mass of that 3D geometry is, and once you do that, you know whoever whoever gets it right first, whoever types it into the chat first, they're the winner. They get the point, you know, or whatever the prize happens to be that week.
1: I like it. Keep it simple, right? And I so love I-, I, lo- I love your take on community, Toby. I think you know. I feel the same way, and always have. Um, you know, bringing people together uh, to share tips, share information. Uh, to help each other out, you know, whatever it takes. Let's 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 just talk. You
3: know,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that you know, a lot of times when it comes to uh, you know, cat true CAD enthusiasts, like we're kind of like um, you know, punk rockers in nerd clothing. You know, like there's a lot I think that <laughs> like runs through that community. You know, and, and and when people are really into it, it's like we've been in that spot where it's just like you have to. Come up with a model and you have to come up with it right now, you know, because if you can get it out the door right now, you're going to be able to save your company time. You're going to be able to save your team time. You know, maybe those machines in the shop are going to sit idle all weekend if you get done at five oh five. But if you get done at four fifty five in the afternoon, you can actually get that part to the machinist and those machines can be cutting chips over the weekend. You know, maybe that ends up moving up your delivery date by a few days or even a few weeks You know, it can make a big difference. And so kind of being in that situation, being under the pressure of like having, you know, I've had, I've had guys that run the machine shop literally standing over my shoulder watching me, (laughs) like, you know, of course, like they're shop guys. So they're like, cocks ticking, tobe, like I'm not under enough pressure already, you know, but, but I think it's like a good experience. And I think that anytime you can practice that skill, you know, it could, you know, it could potentially come in into play in like a clutch
1: situation where you really just got to get that model out the door. Yeah, you bet. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, I think the 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 one episode that I did see, um, yeah, it seemed like it was uh, SolidWorks users mostly, but we did have uh, we did have one on Shaper that was involved in that particular contest. And uh, we've got a little surprise for you. We've got a couple of the uh, previous competitors of your modeling contests that are joining us today. So let's bring in Tom Smith and Alniss Smidgens. Hello, oh,
2: yeah. Hello, what's up, hello. Tom? Hey, Toby. Hey, Alice, What's up, homie?
4: Hello. And I do have to say I see your red special there, and I have to say the red, white, and black special is uh, the better. Oh, it EVH, come. Eddie, oh, wow, wow. There we go. Eddie Van Halen,
1: <laughs> nice, nice,
2: man,
4: yeah. so, done.
1: So, Al, Alness, um, I, you know, I think most of our most of our listeners, viewers, probably know uh, a lot about you already, uh, having been an OnShape user for several years, and become one of the the top Onshape users. Um, What are you up to these
5: days? Well, unfortunately, it's a lot of paperwork. I've managed to bumble my way into being the lead of a couple of engineering projects. And um, it's been a lot of fun helping folks out with CAD. Um, So, for example, we're currently building an underwater robot that's going to be going to the MATE International Championship in a month or so. We have a lot of work still to be done on that. Um, A lot of that is documentation stuff. But also a lot of it is some really cool design stuff that we've been working on. Nice. So you're keeping yourself pretty busy then.
1: Yeah.
5: As always. Hey, Tom, um,
1: uh, welcome to the show. Tom is a uh, long time user. You can see his little more CSE. CSWE, uh, yeah. Which, yeah, I'm yeah a which CSWE as well.
0: How, how many CSWEs are on the call?
1: Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. How, how many CSWPs? <laughs> Never, never got caught that yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Tom, Tom is a speed modeler. He's won Model Yet SolidWorks World twice, and actually come in second twice. Uh, how, many, tell
4: uh, the, uh, how many Model Yet? How many Model champions on the call? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Keep, so, how I,
2: many people are over six foot three on
1: the call? <laughs> Let's just keep whittling it down because this is one champion. <laughs> all right. I, I gotta be how many people over sixty on the call? No. All right, I got Get you there. all that
4: time.
1: Tom, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? What do you do and uh where do you work well, and who are you
4: Um uh I'm an engineer. Uh went to uh Stevens Institute or Bachelor of Engineering, and uh, currently work at Victolic. Um, I, I don't do engineering anymore, though. I'm all in IT. I run the SolidWorks uh, PDM system, and uh, I'm the, the local guru that people go to when people have trouble. Um, I've known Toby uh, probably for 15 years now, since the place I joined. He was the reseller there. so. Um, Toby, is it true when I started at, at that place, like the service calls to the reseller dried up because I was answering them all? Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we never get calls from them ever since Tom started. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we always used to talk about that in support. Um so yeah, so I've been uh I've been a SolidWorks user for 24 years now, so it's been a while. Uh wow. and when I joined that place, um, you know, it wasn't until uh 2012 that we went to you know SOLIDWORKS world. And we're sitting there in the audience, and the guys, you know, going up on stage about this model mania contest. And my coworker, you know, gives me an elbow. He says, "You should have done that. You would have been good." I'm like, well, now you're telling me thanks." So it wasn't <laughs> until the next year, 2013, we went back. So I tried it out. I got second place. Uh, I'm like, oh, "Okay, this one's so hard." <laughs> the next year, I got first place. I'm like, all right, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I've uh, even when I, um, I was interviewing for that job, it was back in 2008. He's like, uh, the guy was, you know, my manager was like, he's like, there's a bunch of people we're looking at for this job. Like, you know, why should we pick you? And I'm like, I'm the fastest, solerox guy you, you've ever met. <laughs> I just said that to <laughs> him, you know, even back then I knew I was pretty quick. Um, the place I worked at before that, um, from 97 to 07, we didn't even have internet. The guy, the, the boss there, like thought it was some newfangled thing. So like, you know, n- nowadays you can download a gearbox and a motor and a bearing. We had to draw it all. Um, so I had to wait for the thing to come in on you know, pull it off the truck, you know, get the calipers out and measure it up and just doing that and having to do that quickly, you know, so I can put it in the model and then uh design with it. Uh it just got me thinking fast, you know, like, okay, here's this thing, I gotta draw it, it's gotta be done now. Um and that that's how I, you know, kinda knew I was pretty quick. I didn't know I was quick on a world level quick, but I knew I was quick. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I won, you know, model mania a couple of times here and there. Uh, I had a dry spell in between. I guess I got too uh, confident in myself. I forgot to set the material or something like that. Oh. Uh, then uh, you know, I guess what was it, seventeen and eighteen? Got first and second again. And, um, I keep trying every year. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a big. Uh, apparently a big honor you know <laughs> well, Tom,
0: what, what do you attribute like you know th- there's got to be something special here that you're doing i don't you don't want to spill all the secrets obviously the no secrets i
4: usually out. tell like if <laughs> if you want to like uh like toby said before um if you want to um you just need 20 years of practice it's very simple <laughs> um, but not really like find stuff on your desk like find you know a uh, roll of tape find a flashlight measure it and draw it and just, you know, just draw your desk. I'm sure you have a ton of crap on your desk and a lot of weird things that you may not draw all the time, but, uh, you know, just picking up and and make a model. It's a, uh, it's a, it's great practice. Um, So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, during the, um, you know, when Toby was at the reseller, he's had to do the Toby tech talk and, you know, you learn tips and tricks and how to get faster. Even Um, he had the contest there. Uh, then when he switched to running Solworks, I got worried that there was going to be no more Toby Tech Talk but he somehow figured out to do it at home. Uh mm-hmm. so I'm I'm always in for the speed modeling contest even if there's no grand prize it's it's always a lot of fun to to you know just to you know work on stuff and draw real fast like Yeah, you, it. you
1: can you can see that in the comments during the during the contest it's it, it is a lot of fun to watch. Alice, um, what, what compelled you to get involved with Toby's speed modeling contests? Uh, you know, the, the, the episode that I watched, you were just a millisecond from moving on to the next round. Um, and, you know, we were all rooting for you there. But how did you get involved? How did you, get involved? How'd you run across this?
5: Oh, well, I was searching online to see what more CAD practice can I do. You know, I'd already gone through like a lot of PDFs of drawings. And I was just trying to figure out, OK, where can I go for more stuff to do? And I found Toby's channel, and oh my gosh, it was fantastic! Because so not only there were these drawings, but there was this competitive format where you can get involved. So that's really what attracted me to it. Nice. What about uh, so
1: speed modeling? And I've watched you, and I've watched you several times now. And I'm just astounded every time I I get to see you you speed through a design. What, what 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 kind of tips? What kind of advice would you offer to people that want to get involved in these kinds of speed modeling
5: contests? I'd say practice is really key, especially for the format because it's, um, it's a very special format to have like a drawing and you need to make a 3D part as fast as possible from it. So what I'd say is not just doing a drawing and making the part once, but try to do that a few times and figure out what's kind of the best path forwards and practice taking that path. Another thing along taking that path to the best um, fastest model is to just really be familiar with all the ways you can activate tools in your software. So for example, oftentimes searching for a tool might even be faster if your hands already on the keyboard than navigating to the menu. And finally, just make sure you have the right units and material available because not having those, oh my gosh, that can be quite a delay. Yeah, that, that kind of kind of messes with the calculations at the end, I guess.
4: Ask me how
2: I know. <laughs> no, I think it's really uh, special to have both you guys on, Alice, because you know what what you said is like one of my target audiences uh, for these, you know, for these contests, for the competitions, really for my whole YouTube channel. You know, for the whole Too Tall Toby YouTube channel is. For people who are maybe just getting started in the software or looking for some practice models, there's a lot of times where people are asking like where can I get a hold of practice models I want to get better and better with the software so. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that's what you know that's what attracted you to this format was getting a hold of those practice models, and all the previous you know or a lot of the previous practice models are there as standalone videos too. if anybody's out there and, and wants to practice. But also, Tom, you know, to what you said, like here you are a uh, SOLIDWORKS expert, you know, use the software for many, many years, but now your, your role in your company doesn't really allow you to use the software as much. And so this is like the other part of my target audience is, is maybe people who have uh, moved on to a managerial role or, or for whatever reason, they just don't use the software enough at work anymore. Well, this gives you like a very specific kind of like a bite size you know, task. Where you can still get in there and use the software and like really test your skills and see if you still got it and like i said you know if you do feel like you're lagging behind this kind of lets you know where everybody else in the community is and then you can just keep practicing and practicing and practicing until you whittle that time down so You know, I think it's so, so awesome that both of you guys are on, you know, guys who have been in the community, guys who have done the competition and and especially guys who are, who are my target audience. You know, I want people who maybe need some beginning modeling practice, but also people who maybe just don't get to use the software as much anymore and want to get in there and kind of, you know, get their hands wet again.
4: Yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't use Solricks as much as I used to for the last five years, really, um, you know, I still use it for little home projects and stuff like that, but I don't, I just don't get into the depth of, you know, making the build material and everything anymore. So, but everyone, all day I get calls from people like, oh, I, I'm stuck with this, how do you do this? I actually can keep up with that, but yeah, working with it at home, uh, you know, I try to keep, and Toby's thing, you know, definitely keep up the, the speed.
2: <laughs> and on this, you know, I, I know you're an Onshape user and, and this uh, live stream is going to be going out to a, a lot of Onshape users. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like the the challenges uh, that are on the, the on the Too Tall Toby channel are good for Onshape users or for beginning Onshape users?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Especially since so many of the tools are fi- um, familiar between different CAD software. Um, if you know kind of one CAD system, you can often pick up another. And if you know the best way to do something in one CAD system, oftentimes you can find kind of analogs to that um, in terms of the other software. So while there might be slight differences ultimately a lot of the same stuff like finding symmetry and pattern opportunities figuring out how you want to orient your part that stuff is all applicable across any CAD system.
2: Awesome man that's that's great feedback thanks.
5: Yep. And
1: I hope we can get some more onshape users to to come over and compete in your contest Toby. Um, I would like to point out we we were talking about uh, public models I would like to point out that onshape has a uh, an extensive library of public models. Uh, that can be downloaded and take a look at. So if you're uh, interested in improving your skills and looking to see what other folks are doing, uh, that's always a great way to do that is to work your way through somebody else's model uh, and pick up some tips along the way. Gentlemen, this has been uh, a fantastic conversation. I want to thank you all for being here. Um, Toby, Almas, Tom, any last words from any of you?
6: I, I guess we, yeah, I, guess not we really.
1: I guess we talked to you guys out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, thanks, yeah, thanks a thanks lot a for lot.
2: having us on. Uh, I think these guys are, are uh, you know, it's awesome. You know, I think all this really like uh, epitomizes the spirit of this competition, of this contest, of this exercise, which is like, I want to bring in everybody from, you know, from any CAD system, because at the end of the day, it's just going to make you a stronger user. It's going to make you more versatile. And so uh, I appreciate you, you know, letting me, you know, kind of advertise a little bit about it. And if you guys want to check it out, the YouTube channel is too tall toby and uh the live streams are usually on mondays so uh you know just take a look subscribe and you'll find out when the next live stream when the next competition is
0: yeah it's a great event it's always a lot of fun is it's very vibrant there's lots of conversations happening it's a great it's it's fun it's a lot of fun
1: and you get to meet some you know maybe at least virtually meet some some incredible people and some some people that you may not have you know run into in the past so
4: yeah, and and I still get that little nervous rush, like oh my god, I, I'm up against all these fast guys. You know, I try to crank it out. You know, you get those little jitters. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That's awesome. <laughs> That's man. So much
1: fun. The butterflies.
4: Yep, the butterflies.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, thanks all for right. having me.
1: Yep, thanks again, gentlemen. Nice right, thanks for again. having me on the show.
0: See you this. Toby, I have one other question for you. Sure. If if we have, yeah, I think yeah, a minute. But we're going into overtime. We're going into overtime. All right. I always like to ask this question, like, what is your origin story in CAD? Like, if you can do it in five minutes or less. Yeah, I mean,
2: now. origin story is uh, started out in uh, working at a company that did progressive dye design, sheet metal, progressive okay. die design. Oh, yeah. uh, went from there to working in that same company with the prototyping department doing uh, like wire EDM and uh, weldment fixture design. So a lot of like the Stiko clamps and, uh, you know, holding stuff together and just helping the prototype department. Uh, From there, got a job doing a little bit of mold making, plastic injection mold making and uh, learned, you know, learned a little bit more about like how A-side, B-side and inserts work in mold making. And then from there, basically when I was still pretty young, went to work with the reseller and did a lot of training and a lot of tech support. I've taught hundreds of classes, literally hundreds of classes and I've done over 10,000 tech support cases. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot of tech support, a lot of training, and that's like, that's really what I like. I mean, I think the, the ability to take something from your brain and share it with somebody else that's going to make their life a little bit better is a, uh, is a blessing. And yeah. so, uh, I managed to get very fortunate throughout a, a big part of my career, teaching people and just sharing tips and tricks. And so now, you've now I can keep doing it. Community.
0: You've yep. done a lot and, and we all, we all should be thank you know thankful that Thanks, somebody man. like you is here to, to make CAD interesting, CAD fun, and it, it's uh it's really great. And and you know having those those experiences in progressive die design and mold design those are complex things, right? So you are really thrown in, and perhaps that's part of the reason why uh, you're you're pretty good at your job. Because, oh, thanks, man. You know that that's really throwing you into the deep end of the pool as as a young person in a career in in that field. So I I know. I've seen those things. They're, they're not uh, easy. So
2: yeah, easy to overlook like things that, you know, the, the old timers consider simple and they're like, why do you can't put that fillet there? Like, that's not going to, that's not going to work at all. And you're like, Oh no. Yeah. You're right. When you explain it, yeah, it makes sense. But you know, it's, you know, you learn these lessons over time. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Thanks guys for having me. And uh, again, great job with the show and uh, keep it up. Thanks Toby. We'll see you. All
0: right. It's always good. Wow. That was great. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's good to talk about uh you know th- these things that 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 Allness and Tom and and Toby were talking about are are very good for anybody using Onshape or any other CAD system feature based system for that matter, right? So yep. You know, it, it's really really good to remember all the things that were just said here today. I hope you were taking notes um because I wasn't. But no, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, just watch, we'll just watch the show again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think we have an Onshape user coming on well, next. Um, we do. Yeah.
1: And since we're talking all about CAD modeling today, uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to have uh, one of the top modelers, uh, one of the top Onshape users in. Uh, Sam Holland has been around for quite a while, and we're hoping that Sam can share some of his approach to CAD modeling, whether that be part studios in Onshape or assemblies, uh, best practices. You know, what's what's behind your 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 CAD modeling skills there, Sam? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, hey, welcome
3: yeah, back I mean, to the show. Yeah, as, as Toby mentioned, like it's all about um, you know making sure what you're doing is something that somebody else can pick up and understand and there's a million ways to model a 3D object. And some of them are faster. Some of them are more robust and some of them can like tell a story. And so when I'm 3D modeling, I always try and remember like six months from now when I go back to change a part, am I gonna remember how I did this? And so sometimes that's taking a feature that could be built in one extrude and separating it into three. So I understand you know what's happening here or using variables and defining them very clearly at the top of my part studio and saying, this is my nominal wall thicks- thickness, this is my ribs, uh, and just trying to pass that information on in such a way that it's intuitive for somebody else, but most likely me in a couple months when I forget what was going on. So I do I do a lot of consumer product design and development, and that's a, that's a lot of cyclical work where you do two, three months of design, you wait for prototypes, and you have to go back and make changes. And so I'm always trying to Make future me happy with the cat I did in the past. Mm. Um, and
1: I, I assume I assume that you do you do things like na- making sure that your features are all properly named, oh, yeah. um, that your sketch your sketches are all fully defined, whenever possible.
3: Always no blue, no blue sketches ever. That'll keep me up at night. I love grouping my features into folders that are really clearly clearly labeled like screw bosses or motor mount or whatever is happening, usually happens in a single folder and try and go through them hier- hierarchically is that the word In order. i think
0: you got it close enough
3: um <laughs> uh, yeah so that way i can scroll up and make changes and hopefully things are propagating correctly uh i learned very early on the mistakes of you know dimensioning to wrong features of a part uh and you know you grow the outside box of a product and all the screw bosses might have sh- flown away uh instead of state where you want them so um when i'm creating models now there's always The intent of what are these features doing and what are they related to in the rest of the model and if i do need to make a change somewhere else how do i make sure that it's scalable and i'm not going back and using a screw boss as an analogy again like if i'm putting a screw boss down and there's a a mating feature i don't want to recreate that in two different sketches with two different dimensions and have to you know hunt that down later on those should all be driven by the same uh skeleton sketch so love doing skeleton models where you're you know, lay, laying out screw bosses and in um, planes and things like that that you reference in other models later on, and you know the, the golden CAD model would be where you could make one sketch change and everything propagates down correctly. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> gotten there yet, but I've got the
0: <laughs> How has uh, skeleton modeling been? You know, in your experience with Onshape, you know, is it fairly straightforward?
3: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I think I created a um, public model, um, which is a demonstration of doing some plastic designs. Um, so, you know, plastic injection molding cases and all of that was created with skeleton models and the derived feature, you know, you can create a, a part studio with all your skeleton parts and then derive in certain sketches and placements. And um, I, I just love using the the part studios and the derive tool for that reason. I even found a way to define things like nominal wall thickness in your skeleton model and propagate that down to all your parts as well. And that gets really, really helpful when you're Trying, trying to reduce sync marks or, you know, make sure that a part that you shell later on is referencing the right nominal.
1: I'll go ahead here and remind folks that that model that you were just talking about was actually our model of the week for episode 17 and is available. The link is available um, on our YouTube channel. So check it out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really good one. It really does a great job of showing a full document with you know PDFs inside of it. You know multiple m- multiple parts studio kind of setup where you have multiple parts in one part studio. It is, is uh, I believe variables in it. it it's oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's really good. Well done. Yeah, you
3: know, I, I try and do like a dime. if you look at it as like a, a family tree of parts. It's almost a diamond shape where you have one skeleton sketch that defines multiple parts that go into sub assemblies that then come back together at the end. So it's you know your final part and your original or one item, but there's, you know, everything branches and comes back together.
0: What was the name of that model again in the public, Sam? I'm just gonna spin uh, it around on the screen. I'll have to look here. it
3: up. Um, I think it was plastic enclosure. That's a generic name. Uh, I should probably rename it something That's less right. generic.
1: All right. And while you guys are searching for that, Sam, let's talk about assembly modeling for a second. Um, Onshape has these things called mate connectors, which once you learn all of the things they can do are just outstanding. Um, what about some tips for assemblies and, and using mate connectors for different purposes?
3: That, I think that was one of the things that really sped my abilities up in Onshape compared to other tools. I came from SolidWorks. I was a CSWP uh, certified professional. And moving to Onshape, the ability to define positions using mate connectors, it's crazy fast. Things like you know locking rotation with a fasten mate or allowing sliding or the cylindrical mate where you can you know have certain degrees of freedom. Um, you can really lock down a part with one or two mates in most cases, which in other tools may take two, three mates, uh, depending on the use case. But I also use them frequently for deriving parts. In a, I do a lot of multi-body modeling, and if I'm pulling in, you know, a screen or a battery that's off the shelf from a vendor, I derive that from a part studio and I transform it into position using mate connectors. And that's been huge, is you know, defining this origin of reference and then moving it and translating it based on there.
1: Yep, and they can also be used as sketch planes. That can be used as mirror lines. Uh, just the mate connector was just a, a fantastic addition to Onshape. That that just blows my mind every single time. Yeah, it saves oh.
0: so much reference geometry creation. It, like a, there is a blog we did recently on million and one uses of it. I, I think it was twenty
1: something. I think it was Katie Katie Huffman that did yeah. that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've actually she did a presentation at uh, one of the user group meetings as well. Uh, that was very well received. So yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link to uh, to your model there, Sam, um, in the show notes so people can uh, take a look at it. It's a it's a great, great model. And thank you so much for sharing it. with everybody. Of course. Yep.
1: And thanks for being on the show and sharing your knowledge. We really appreciate that. And uh, I think this is the second time we've had you on. You're a great guest and we hope to have you have you back on many times in the future. So.
3: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys soon. All
1: right.
0: All right. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Informal.cc is where you can find uh, Sam. So make sure you thank check you. out his work. All right.
3: Oh, well, we're not finished yet, nice are we?
0: We're, we are not finished. <laughs> we, this, we cannot shut down. It's too <laughs> hot to shut down. We have Nacho Matez here on the call. Welcome to the show, Nacho.
6: Hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's
1: our pleasure, Nacho. Thanks for coming.
0: Nacho, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, you know, we can get into the tech tip of the week.
6: Absolutely, Um, I'm one of the engineers here at Onshape. Um, I am originally from Spain, but I've been here for quite a while now. Uh, And I've always loved manufacturing and and building and fabricating. Uh, I started, I guess, to the previous question, my journey in CAD uh, in a steel shop and, and eventually moved to 3D printing lab. And now I've touched quite a lot of different manufacturing spaces and I've been with Onshape for the past two years building a lot of different things with the product and it's being wonderful.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So the model of the week or not the model of the week, the tip of the week, there's lots of stuff going on, but uh, tip of the week is one that you authored uh, this week. Maybe we can, uh, you know, I'll pull it up here, uh, on the screen here to, uh, discuss and, and you can tell us, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder. Tell us, tell us about this tech tip and, uh, and why you think it's cool, and maybe you can give us a little, little more info on it.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for anyone that has not tried Render Studio in Onshape, I, I really encourage you to give it a whirl. It's a, a, a truly amazing tool. What you can do with Render Studio, it, it's just fast and awesome. It, it the things that you you can kind of render and. and creative representation of uh, are just fascinating so this tip is a little bit on the once you start to move into a little bit more of the advanced use cases and you want to create texturing for objects so we have a lot of pre-built textures and materials that come with textures and, and all of those are wonderful and, and have a lot of different use cases but there's going to be moments where you're going to want to define your own material. And you might want to start with a base that, that might. I usually use a material called the clear coat. Uh, and these materials are very flexible, but you are going to want to customize them in very different ways. So the the first thing that this tech tip, tech tip uh, delineates is how to leverage textures. And, and it goes over the purling noise texture texture, which is a very, very useful one. Uh, that can create a lot of different uh, feelings and aesthetics for parts that you're working with.
0: Yeah, you've been building it, some really interesting uh, renders lately. We, yeah, uh, you, know, you did the uh, a lightsaber recently. You did a pet door. You know, and, and and you've really done a great job with identifying, you know, the textures to make it look like a real thing. You know, you you look at it and and it's like, is this a photo or is this a render? Right? You know, it, it, you kind of get that that feeling when when you do things just a little bit extra and this is like that little bit extra it's like you've watched that Spinal Tap movie turning the amp up to 11 right it's this little extra stuff that you're doing here and that's what this tech tip really does
6: a good job at, at doing yeah we we love turning up to eleven eh, loving <laughs> a it on shape so uh <laughs> I- and and I think that's certainly part of the beauty of rendering, right? Is it, you're you're a photographer looking through a 2D screen, but you also have to define the picture that you're about to take. Um and, and I think that there's a thrill in doing that because you not only get to define the angle at which you're taking the picture, but you also get to really define the lighting and and what actually exists in that picture. Um so my approach to rendering definitely I, I think a lot of it as Coming at it with some type of virtual camera. Obviously, there is actual virtual cameras in there, um, and, and really defining the, the image that you want to create with the software. And, and there's a lot of, of depth to what rendering is about. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, what would be you know just kind of you know off the cuff here? What was like the the most important thing you figured out in the few months now that we've been you know, doing rendering inside of Ange. was Is there like one special thing? Was this the special thing or do you have any other kind of things? I, I see the next tech tip next week is uh, from our competitor, not competitor, our colleague, uh, Paul <laughs> Simone. And in, in, uh, you know, he, he's also done another rendering uh, tech tip for the next week. So, you know, there's, you know, what what is your favorite part? Actually, I should just ask you that. What's your favorite part? Like, why do you think this is a valuable tool to have in your quiver?
6: Yeah, I, I think rendering really allows for us CAD users to contextualize to everyone else. Because we look at a CAD model, and, and we see an object and, and we see the sign intent, as as um, Sam was mentioning. And, and I think that there's a lot of value in how we portray these things. But a regular user a regular person might might not identify with a cad model as much i think rendering really bridges the gap between what we see when we look at a cad model and what a you know any person that you can find in the street actually sees you you get to really contextualize what you're designing for people and, and give it life in a way that um, cad purely doesn't necessarily bring to the table yeah. and, and i find that really beautiful because again it's when you're taking a picture and, and and framing that in a way that you feel happy with it and uh, all of us are a little bit ocd i'm sure so you always yeah. tweak it a thousand times exactly exactly that, great that was a great answer Nacho. Yeah. thank you
0: cool well tech tip, check it out. We'll uh, put a link to it in the show notes. And I just gave you a little spoiler. The tech tip next week <laughs> or this week when <laughs> you're actually listening to it will also be on rendering. So check that out as well and uh, compare notes. So it will be, uh, it'll be great. It looks like we all are still here. On uh, I think the,
1: uh... we lost, I think we lost young Almas.
0: Did we lose all this? Well, it's all right. We can, uh, we'll catch up with him again. He's uh, he's a member of the family here that's uh, right it on shape obviously but let's let's bring back tom and sam and toby and uh i i always think it's awesome to to make sure that everybody sees us all in one page and, and we get <laughs> get a chance to say a little uh final word or or a little wave here but i really do want to thank everybody for for joining and, and sticking around here it's always good to uh to have a chat with a bunch of engineers right
1: <laughs> And hopefully all of you will tune in for our next episode. We've got a great one coming up. Uh, our next episode will be all about our Onshape partners. And we've got a great lineup of guests. Uh, we've got Mark Degregio. D- Mark Greg- D- Gregorio, yeah. Wow, that's one's a hard one to say from OnScale. Uh, Keith Rice from CAD Sharp will be here. Keith is a, uh, a longtime um, CAD guy, community guy. API, we've known each other for API many years. Yeah. Uh, and we'll also have our on shape partner success manager, Aaron Magnan come in and uh, talk a little bit about our on shape partner. So we hope everybody will tune in for that. Uh, in the meantime, please subscribe, hit the like button if you like what you saw. And, uh, I think that's it for this week. Don't you think Mike?
0: I think so. Yes. Thanks again, everybody. And, right. uh, see you next time. Same bat time, same bat place.
4: Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank you. Yep. Thanks guys.